I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. The Battle of New York was the end of the world. This is the new world. I am a soldier's angel through the eyes of a soldier through the... What were you after? The truth. World peace. I'm a soldier's angel. You've got a hundred men at your disposal. And now... A hand-picked team. In a war of words between... Just call us shield. And yes, they're that good. No one walks away from this battle. Aloha, howlers, and welcome to another episode of Agents of Summercast. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chip Sella, and joining me tonight, somewhere from Tahiti, it's a magical place, uh, is the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Doing well, yes, doing well. The uh, <laughs> Enjoying the summer, sort of. <laughs> okay. What do you mean, such sort as of? It is in, well, such as it is in, the, in this country, with rain and all ah. the rest. <laughs> So, but yeah, uh, you 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 had a you had a busy time <laughs> over the last week or so, chap. Yeah, <laughs> you you could say that. You could definitely say that. Uh, yes, I was on vacation, which is why we didn't record a show last uh, last week. In fact, I was doing something for the show, Andy. Mm, yep, and it was a total clusterfuck. <laughs> uh, for those that. If you, I, I, I think we've been pimping it for a month, but for those that forgot, I was going to D23 in Disney, uh, Disneyland, uh, for about a week. And I did go to D23. And God, what a horrible event. You know, I, 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 am, I am guaranteeing myself never to get media passes uh, right now uh, with uh, my depiction of the event. Because... These people have their heads up their ass. It was just horrible. You know, I'm talking to people like on the shuttle from the airplane to the hotel that we're going to D23 and talking to them in the line when we're checking in. And they're here. Yeah, last time, um, you know, I had to wait six hours in line to get into the store. But this time I was smart. I brought a chair. It's like, what the fuck am I getting myself into here? Um, <laughs> you know, I had heard, like, right now, San Diego, while we're recording, San Diego Comic-Con is uh, wrapping up day two. Um, but, you know, I've heard about the lines and people uh, camping out for three days to go to the Marvel panel and things like that. It's no joke. Mm. They do that. Um, this, I think this convention center doesn't let you line up until like, uh, maybe 24 hours beforehand. Mm -hmm. But I mean, these people were camping overnight. Um, the, you know, the people they have directing the crowd don't know shit. Um, we, we had made a mistake. We had made one mistake early on. We should have... Uh, got our D we should have bought our d23 membership before we went out 
uh, on the trip. We should have had the cards on us uh, at the uh, before we went out. But everything mm-hmm. on this on their website said you could buy it at the thing. Mm-hmm. So we asked somebody, uh, you know, one of the friendly uh, ushers or whatever you want to crowd directors, and they said, "Yep, it's that line over there." We waited forty five minutes in that line. We get up there, and uh, they they want to see our email. I said, "No, we're, we want to buy a pass. They're here. We're not mm-hmm. selling them." Okay, I said, but. Uh, they, I said, well, what line is that? Oh, that's not being done here. <laughs> you have to do that through the Disney desktop. And I show her the app, or the D23 app. And on the front page, it says you can buy, get your D23 passes at the show. Right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we don't, we're not set up to sell anything. We don't have any money. We don't have a credit. So, all right. Wasted 45 minutes. My wife gets in line. Um, I get, uh, I find a shady corner because it's, you know, 90 degrees and uh, blazing sun in Anaheim uh, and try and buy a gold pass. Well, you you can't do it through the mobile site. You can only do it through the desktop site. The desktop Mm. site keeps throwing my phone out. Eventually, it took me about another 45 minutes to an hour, but I uh, got a pass. Get back in that line. Meanwhile, my wife is now almost in or in the thing because, you know, I just said, keep going. I'll catch up. Right. Okay. So I spent another half hour in line. Show them the email confirming my number. I get my gold D23 pass. And... You know, does this gold pass give me like special line to get into things, Andy? No, I have to get at the end of the line, which is now shorter than when my wife got into it because almost everybody's in there, and right. spend about another forty minutes until I actually step over the threshold into D twenty three. And you know, we had heard all the horror stories, and I was like, well, Friday there might've been a panel or two that we were slightly interested in, or, you know, maybe we would want to get into the stores, but after all the horror stories, it's like, no, you know, we're not getting up at four thirty in the morning. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not no doing any of that crazy bullshit. Um, we'll do what we can. So we, so we're now in there. Um, and honestly, I can't say that, um, it was overcrowded. That's because everybody there is in a in a, a line for one thing or another. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you what you can try and line up for the panels, but you know, if you go on Facebook, people were saying that they were uh, people that got out of one panel all of a sudden were funneled into the next panel, and the people that had been waiting to get in that panel were screwed, and mm. you know, so the panels were a clusterfuck. And, uh, the, I mean, it was a two and a half, it was a two and a half hour line, uh, to jump in the Scrooge McDuck money pit to get your, did, photo- you, did you, no, did you do it? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and the camera kept breaking, I guess. Right. So, you know, if I'm not getting, a, if you're not going to get a picture of me doing this and like I said, it was two and a half hours. Um, did, did you see, did you see anyone else do it out of interest? Yeah, I saw a bunch of people do it. Like, but, like what was in what was in the money pit? Like, what what were the coins made like of? 
like foam rubber coins or something. Right. Do you know, I think I would. I think I would have waited the two and a half hours just to do it. I thought like, about it. I, I mean, but I, I mean, I think we spoke about it before. Like it's the whole thing of like waiting to play games at, at conventions and stuff like that. Like it's just you don't want to wait that long for something that's going to be like a couple of minutes worth of experience. I walked up, there were four games being shown, and actually I was talking to the developer of Marvel Super Heroes Omega for a bit. I think I'm going to get him on the B team, actually. Um, and and we were talking about the game uh, for a while, and you know, they added a new, they added a new Spider-Man mission mm-hmm. recently. So I got to get up there and play that. Um, but, you know, I talked to him, I talked to the Marvel Puzzle Quest guys quite a bit. Um, I played around, I played some Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, and I looked at Lego. I, I, I didn't take the controller, I just let everybody else play. I watched uh, the Lego uh, Marvel, what is it, Lego Marvel 3, Marvel 2, whatever. It looks good. Mm. Um, yeah, the games, not a problem. Getting near the Marvel booth... Big problem. Mm. It was a little on the small side. Uh, I mean, this this area or, or this convention is huge. I mean, it, it has or it had a lot of open space. Let me put it that way. Um, I don't think it was bigger than New York Comic Con. Uh, I'll ask my wife at some point what, if she thought, but the space was uh, pretty ginormous. Um, but Marvel's booth was a little on the smallish side. It was probably one of the biggest booths there, but they 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 had a lot of stuff in it. Uh, I, I posted the pictures of all the statues, um, and that took up like a, a lot of the real estate in their booth. And uh, they would have people come up, and you couldn't even get near the place. I mean, it, that was the only time I really started feeling claustrophobic was. Like if I was trying to walk uh, somewhere on the other side of the Marvel booth uh, through that aisle or something, uh, mm. it, it was a little nutty. So, uh, what else can I talk say about there? Well, uh, there were three different stores with exclusives there. Mm. Um, one I got in within forty-five minutes. Not that bad of a wait, you know. It wasn't that horrible. Uh, we, the Disney store line with exclusives and you would have, you, you would have shit your pants. I mean, (laughs) uh, they had, they had some really cool stuff. If you were into figures, Mm -hmm. um, like you could get like a set of 50 star Wars figures for 150 bucks. There were miniatures, but it looked awesome, but it was just huge. It's like, how am I going to get this on the plane and where am I going to put it in my house? It's like I don't need another thing for my basement to collect dust. So, yeah. um, but you know, uh, we got into the Dream Store, which uh, was all was artwork, Star Wars, and retro Disney stuff. I picked up a few shirts and I think uh, an exclusive plushie and you know stuff like that. Uh, the Disney Store. We waited in line for about an hour. We get in there. There's literally nothing I really wanted to buy. It's like, well, shit, I just wasted an hour in line. I got to come out of here with something. And I, what did I get? 
Oh, I got an Oswald the Rabbit, uh, the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, uh, tin wind up tin figure. A, oh, cool. A red, which is exclusive. You know, I picked up a couple of things that were exclusive. Uh, yeah. A red She-Hulk exclusive rock candy figure. Um, a Oswald the Rabbit T-shirt and a Marvel backpack. And it's 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 not like, nice. it, and it's a nice. It's a gray, very subdued backpack. Unless you look at it, you can't even tell that it's a Marvel backpack. Hmm. Really, so the inside is all comic booky and bright colors but the outside is just like gray and black okay so i was like you know hey i i i'm i think i need a better backpack for this trip so i bought that um and then the last one is called um mickey's of glendale now mickey's of glendale is basically i guess the exclusive company store for disney employees on the imagineering uh campus you know, where they come up with all the park rides and mm. special effects and uh, probably where the video game stuff is now. So the only way you can get usually get stuff from this place is if you're invited onto the campus by an employee or somebody who has access to their, exclu- uh, their private website. So uh, the line to get into there was four hours. And if you wanted to go in, and I guess, I know I don't know if you know this about Disney, but one of the things people do, there's they, they have this big pin trading uh, thing going on hmm. where uh, basically you buy some pins and then uh, there's pin boards all over the park and the uh, employees all have lanyards with pins on it and basically you can go up and take one of your shitty pins that you just bought and they have to accept any trade for any of the real cool pins that they might have gotten along the way that are mm-hmm. on their lanyards so and i i have i'm actually gotten into the pin trading thing uh pretty deep but uh in order to get into the pin area of mickey's of glendale people were waiting eight hours Eight hours. Eight hours to get some Disney pins. Mm. So uh, Sunday, I think we wait. We we kind of were done with the convention and the line to get into this was just was about two hours. I said, "Oh, what the hell!" So we got in there and I actually uh, did get some nice polo shirt, Disney polo shirts, and uh, a bunch of exclusive stuff. And actually decided I'm going to need backpack isn't big enough. I'm going to need a duffel bag to bring all this shit home. So <laughs> I got a, another piece of luggage, but it's cool. Cause it's got Disney on it. It's got D- Disney Imagineering on it. So, um, so I didn't get to go to a single panel. The, the one where they showed the infinity trailer, was the I think it was called the Disney live action um panel they capped they capped the line they didn't start the line they capped it at four thirty in the morning they capped it at four thirty what time were people queued up from the previous night oh my god 
Like, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's infuriating, isn't it? <laughs> kind of the whole reason I was going to this thing. I mean, they did do some stuff at the Marvel booth, but like I said, it was so crazy, you couldn't get near it. And if you try, if you wanted to be in there, I mean, you would have, I, I, I probably would have had a heart attack because, I mean, they were just crushing the people in there. So, um, so I didn't get to see, really see any cool, um, I didn't see the trailer. I didn't see any of the previews, um, that, uh, Disney live action panel and the Marvel trailer. Hmm. That's all, that's all they showed for Marvel. So it was like an hour, hour and a half panel. Marvel only had 15 minutes of it. Okay, well, I suppose you didn't mess too, too much then. <laughs> yeah, so. But, well, but yeah, I mean, how was, how was the actual like, experience of like uh, being at the, the place itself and wandering about it and whatnot? Because, uh, I mean, half, half the like, enjoyment of going to these things is just wandering around and soaking up the atmosphere and seeing all the characters and cosplay and the booths and whatnot. Um, it was nice. I mean, like I said, I, I never really felt crowded unless I was near the Marvel booth. Um, hmm. so, I mean, there was room to walk, there was room to wander, but I mean, it was a two hour line to take a walk through and see the props from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my God. <laughs> You'd think you would just be able to kind of walk past that, would you not? Oh no, it's all blocked off. Uh you know, it's all behind, uh, you, you know, uh, there, there's a outer facade, but all the good stuff is inside. Hmm. Um, so, so it was just, everything had a line and we're not talking short lines. And so, I mean, it was an okay experience, but, uh, neither Diane and I are psyched to go back there again. You know, and then I had heard stories about uh, people. You know, I guess you could get a sorcerer's pass, which is like two thousand or twenty five hundred dollars, which gets you to the front of everything in early access Thursday night. Well, the Funko Pop flippers would buy these passes. They would go there Thursday night, and then they then, then they would call the bellhops from their hotels to come over with one of those luggage racks. Mm-hmm. And they were loading up luggage racks full of all the exclusive Funko Pops. So they weren't getting limited. You know, they weren't limiting uh, the flippers to one or two. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, it just that, seemed that, like... Yeah, that sucks. That's really, like, bad, badly organized. I mean, nobody needs more than, like, let's say two. Like, you might want to buy two to keep one in a box and take one out. Like, I would say that mm. two is the most that any one person is ever going to need. Yeah. Um, Saturday, when we, you know, we actually tried to get there a little on the early side. We, mm. we walked out of our hotel. The convention center was maybe seven, eight blocks from uh, my hotel. You know, mm. so very walkable. Um, we walked uh, down a block uh, to the light. And the line to the convention center was all the way down the street, and then uh, acro- right across from the the on the other side of the intersection, and then going four or five blocks in the opposite direction. And I like, you know, I, I look at my wife. I said, "Let's go to the park." That that was part of the reason I missed the the you know I I did, was pretty sure that the movie. Uh, 
panel was already uh, sold out. But I said, nah, we, we'll go to the park. So we went to the park until noon and came back and pretty much walked right in. But, uh, you know, um, and then Sunday they hid the line. They did a whole zigzag thing on the on the property itself so that the line didn't uh, cause tra- traffic and problems for local businesses. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it took us about a little over an hour to get in on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> so, and, you know, it's, I mean, it, it's not that much of, uh, I mean, they're not being that thorough. Put your crap in the basket, walk through the metal detector, and show them your ticket, and you're in. So, yeah, it was just, it was just, it's a badly organized event. So, um, and it was, I mean, is it, was it fun? Parts of it were fun. Parts of it were fun. Parts of it were cool, you know, getting the Disney uh, barista art coffees was cool. They have a machine that makes, uh, uh, I I had put up pictures over, I think, on Knuckleballer of uh, like really detailed uh, lot. They they would make pictures in your latte of uh, Disney figures, characters. Okay. Which, which is kind of cool, but uh, like it's a very fleeting experience. That because as soon as you take one step, it's ruined. Right, and they had they had a guy doing those by hand. Hmm. You know, I, and they also had somebody doing pancake art there. I don't know. If, I, I my wife and I are fascinated by pancake art. Uh, hmm. <laughs> but pancake art is cool. Like, yeah, uh, there's a, there's a bunch of like videos of people like doing it. Uh, they all, they always end up circling on Facebook and whatnot, where it's just yeah. like whatever hot the hot topic is for like that month. Yeah, somebody will just make all the like say it's like a new Marvel movie coming out, like Avengers. Say somebody will make like all the Avengers in yeah. pancake form, which is crazy. Like the way they do it is absolutely insane. I don't know how they do it, but like the way it comes out and you're like, wow, that looks so like it. Well, the ex- the uh, exclusivity clause is all- is over at Knuckleballer, so I'll put them up on our on our page. Uh, okay. <laughs> after the show, uh, for people to take a look at. But they had a guy doing it, and that was cool. But they had a machine that uh, they would uh, you go up and you could choose one of three different designs, and uh, they would give you a latte. Uh, and the machine did uh, would put like a picture of Mickey Mouse in your phone. <laughs> I'll, I, like I said, I'll put them up on the thing. It, it was a, it's like, where can I buy one of those? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, Chip, is, Chip wants one of these. <laughs> I want the stitch die, and I want one of these yep. machines now. Um, <laughs> yes, and uh, I'm gonna need to add a wing onto the Stitch Studio for all the Stitch crap I bought. Um, <laughs> I, I have more paintings coming. We did buy more artwork too. Nice. Actually, it's cool. Uh, two of them I got signed by the artist and one of the artists actually did a secret sketch on the back of the canvas. So you can't see it unless you take it off the wall, but he signed it Mm. and he did a secret sketch. Yeah. Secret sketch of stitch on the back uh, of the canvas for me. Nice. So, um, but you know, I, I like conventions. I really do. 
Um, and actually, in terms of, you know, you know how beaten up I get at a New York Comic Con. After four days, mm. I'm done. And I would not have gone back for a fourth day to this one. There just wasn't enough there. Um, but uh, this one, while it, it was a giant clusterfuck, I never felt all that claustrophobic unless I was near the Marvel booth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, you weren't getting pushed, you weren't getting shoved and the, the building was very well air conditioned, which is a good thing in July in Anaheim, California, because it was probably uh, 90 degrees, I think every day. Hmm. So, um, the other Marvel thing that I did was I rode Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Nice. So this is at the Universal. No, no. Park this is there, at is this is at Disney California Adventure. Oh, okay, so this is the the thing where there's like the dividing line where Universal has it one side and Disney no. has it the other. Uh, the lo- the the park licensing is. The United States east of the Mississippi, which is is a a big river in uh, the U.S. here. That kind of divides the country in half. So Mm -hmm. uh, Universal only has has the exclusive rights to Marvel characters east of the Mississippi. (laughs) Uh, Disney and or Marvel can have their characters wherever they want, in amusement parks, anywhere other than that, that's why there are <laughs> yeah. they have stuff in Disney, uh, Tokyo Disney, um, Tokyo uh, Disney, Shanghai Disney supposedly has some cool shit, and I'm hoping to get there at some point. And Disney Calif- uh Disney and Cal- Disneyland in California can do Marvel stuff, and they are expanding in the next few years. Um, mm. In fact, you know they're calling it the Summer of Heroes. And Gamora and Spider Man and uh, Black Widow. I think I put up pictures on our site. I'll have to go back and I, I might owe us a few more pictures over there. Uh, we're all walking the streets uh, of Disney California. Um, there was a cool thing where Gamora, Drax, or Gamora, Groot, and uh, Star Lord kind of have a dance off. Nice. And and I and Gamora actually and you know. Gamora doesn't dance, so no, she does not. Yeah. So it 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 was a cool little uh, uh, sideshow they had on 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 the side of the street. Um, I tried to get my picture taken with Groot. Uh, the lines were too long. The few, or uh, he would go on break, and I was like, "Well, screw mm-hmm. this." Um, they had a theater where basically they spliced together all the Marvel movies telling the story up to the infinity gauntlet. You know, it was like 15 a 15-minute movie where they spliced pieces together. So, you know, the thing we've always said they need to do before the, you know, the movies to get people caught up. Hmm. They had it there. We went and saw that and it was air conditioned, so we enjoyed it quite a bit. Um <laughs> but uh Mission Breakout itself is a reskinned Tower of Terror. Um, I tried to put up some photos of some of the cool stuff uh, hanging uh, in the lobby of the ride because 
the lines for the ride, I got lucky twice and was able to get on the ride within a half hour, I think, both times. Okay, uh, that's not too bad. No, but usually it was running 75 minutes to two hours to get mm. on it. And that was when I was like, yeah, no. Um, but, you know, the way Disney constructs their lines to get on these rides, a lot of it is hidden. And they, uh, the building for the line itself is almost as elaborate as the ride. And actually a lot of the, the housing isn't really for the ride itself. It's for the line. Um, <laughs> I'm not joking. So, so, so when you, when you're waiting in a line though, for, for this one specifically, they, they've got like stuff for you to look at though. Yeah. Yeah. They had like, uh, I think I put up the picture of Cosmo. They had, yeah. um, uh, you know, various Marvel artifacts. Uh, if you, I think I put up the abominable snowman from, uh, the Matterhorn ride, uh, which is mm-hmm. another Disney ride. They have, uh, they have figment in a cage way up high, which was, uh, an attraction over at Epcot many, uh, for many years. So, uh, there's just all this Disney and Marvel memorabilia and movie props hmm. and is really, you know, so I don't know if I could look at it all again because <laughs> I've <laughs> spent a, quite a bit of time looking at it the first two times. And, you know, they're also showing a great uh, uh, video with the actual actors. You know, you had um, uh Zoe Saldana, you had uh, Dave Bautista, uh, you had um, Peter Quill, I can't remember his name right now, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Uh, the, so they, they actually have a scene that they filmed for this ride where they're oh, cool. trapped. And uh, the st- and then you go into a room. Uh, you, after waiting in line, you go into a waiting room, which is the collector's personal office. And Rocket has escaped, and he's kind of scurrying up in the rafters, and he's telling uh, you his plan. And then uh, you get on the ride, and the Tower of Terror is. Do you, do you know what the Tower of Terror is, Andy? I mean, it's kind of like a broken elevator sort of ride. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, that's probably a good way, a free fall ride, mm. um, but. For the most part, it's all enclosed. So, yes, you still feel uh, the drop, but it's kind of in the dark. Mm. So I don't think it's as, as intense as one of those that is where you can see how high up you are and uh, see how fast you're going down. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I have been on one of those once, um, which was at the, the, the a place called the Blackpool Pleasure Beach over here, which is kind of mm. one of the bigger theme parks over this way um and they had a ride there which was kind of like that and it was called the the playstation back when i went on it i, I believe it's it, I don't, it's not called that anymore i don't know what it's called now but essentially what it did was it just sort of like gradually lifted you up up mm-hmm. to the top of like a big tower and then you sort of sat there for a minute and then it dropped you down and it took you back up again and then dropped you down again and that was it but um i mean you must be what like a couple hundred feet up and I think something like that anyway. And uh, you can see because uh, it was mm-hmm. it was open, so you can see like right across the whole pleasure, reaching out to the the sea and everything like that. It's kind of cool, but uh, 
Yeah, I don't think I would do that again. It was it was quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, the old Tower of Terror would rocket you up, and then you would get, be up at the top, and it, like doors would open, and you would see how high you were, and mm-hmm. then you would plummet. Right. And but it was pretty much all inside for the most part, so it wasn't that big a deal. And I, I've been on those. And I'm pretty much known to be on, uh, to willing to go on almost any ride at an amusement park. Besides anything that I uh, label the Vomitron 2000, um, you know the, the spinny things that are just going to make you nauseous that my nephews want to go on. It's like no, um, let's go on a roller coaster and pl- do a real man's ride. Um, <laughs> But this one, it rockets you up, and along the way, it'll stop, and he, and then it kind of bo- it, eventually you end up at the top. You see the top of the park, and then you plummet. But uh, there's, it'll stop at certain points, and you'll get like a thirty second cutscene once again with all the actual actors from the movie uh, battling something or tr- trying to escape uh, the the collectors. They've been uh, captured by the collector, and they're trying to escape, and you're helping mm. them. And they're pre- they're pretty good scenes. Uh, yeah, they're very well done scenes. I mean, the CG is great. Um, and I guess there's six different stories uh, that go along with it, and I, I got to see two. And it, it was it was a fun ride, and I, you know, if the lines were shorter, I I would have gone on it at least another. Well, I would have liked to go on it all six times to try and get all the different stories. But um, I definitely, uh, anytime I go to Disneyland, it it will be one of the first rides I go on. So, and then, in ter- I mean, I, I've. I know we have U.S. listeners who who probably say, "I don't need to know about Disneyland and Disney World. I go there all the time." But we have we also have uh, U.K. listeners that probably never are going to go to Disneyland. Um, you know, uh, I went on one of the g- great rides there is the the Radiator Springs Race Course. Um, it, you know, it's based on cars. You're in yeah. a lightning mcqueen style car uh it you know you go through kind of a little story section and uh you know with really great animatronics and things like that and then uh at the at the very end uh whatever car was before or after you uh when you when you boarded you actually race them at the end and so, so, you know, it speeds up to probably 40 miles an hour. And, you know, you're in this little race course thing for uh, probably 40 seconds. And, you know, then the ride's mm-hmm. over. Uh, you know, it's a cool ride. Disney does great. Disney rides are great. Disney rides are tame. We did their roller coaster, the Scream Machine, which does have a loop, which is the first loop that loop coaster, I think, at a Disney park. Um, I know the Aerosmith one has a loop in it, but it's in the dark. You barely even know you went upside down. Um, yeah, uh, we, we rode the Matterhorn, which is another, you know, mine car style, uh, Disney roller coaster. And I forgot to look, but supposedly 
if you when you're at the top, if you look in a certain direction, you could see them building the Star Wars land. And I forgot to do that. Ah, nice. Um, we went on Splash Mountain. We, you know, it was it was a very nice trip. Uh, two things I wanted to mention from D23 that I forgot. First of all, uh, they they had uh, Disney music there, and uh, I was able to get a vinyl picture disc of the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack. Which, of course, of course, <laughs> but. Germain to this show, I also was able to get, uh, it was 445s with kind of, um, I don't, I don't know the art style, but, uh, kind of a sixties art style, I guess. And they're 45s of Daredevil, Luke Cage, uh, Jessica Jones and Iron Fist. Is, oh, that, cool. so is that the soundtracks from them? It's a couple of songs. Yeah. You know, it's only a 45. So it's not right. the entire soundtrack but it's got a, a few tracks on each side i'll never open them and play them obviously mm. uh and then you got a lithograph if you bought them all together they gave you a a defender's lithograph oh nice so i'm looking at it and trying to figure out how i want to i want to frame it and put it up somewhere because uh they look cool together um mm. and the other thing i wanted to mention I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't get to any of the panels. I didn't get to go to the video game panel. I wanted to. Um, they also had one uh, where they talked about the future parks, and uh, they're going. That's where they said they're going. You know, they're going to be doing more rides featuring Marvel characters in Disney, Cal- uh, or California Disney, um, and their other parks, and that uh, Disneyland Paris. The hotel that is currently known as the New York Hotel is going to become a Marvel Museum hotel. Oh, cool. And they're going to put up, and there's going to be artwork and memorabilia from Marvel stuff all in this hotel. So, it means are, I are they go. going to have theme, themed rooms there? Or? I only read an article on it, so, and okay. it, it didn't say anything about themed rooms. But if there like, is, I like, want yeah, the Howard the like Duck that, suite. Well, yeah, obviously, obviously. But imagine like, like they could do like some really cool things with like themed rooms there, like your Tony Stark suite being all like kind of futuristic yeah. and having like a Jarvis companion when you walk in and do certain things, like like hello, sir, and all this sort of stuff. Like they could do some really interesting stuff with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other cool hotel is the one coming to Disney World, the Star Wars Hotel. Yeah, Where, again, there's so much cool stuff with that. Well, this one, it's uh, basically, it's Star Wars Westworld. Okay. So, I mean, you go into the hotel, you're given a uh, role, and you're part of a Star Wars adventure, and all there's not going to be any windows in the hotel. Well, there'll be windows, but they'll be looking out into space. So you, nice. you it's going to be completely immersive. Hmm. So uh, I think we'll be bo- we we will book a vacation there once that is open, and I, I think it's like a two or three three day adventure inside the hotel itself. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, was there anything else that I wanted to mention from D twenty three? No, not really. I mean, did you have any questions about? I mean, I know you've never been to Disney. Um, I, I, about either Disney or D twenty three itself. 
Hey, no, I mean, I, th- I think you covered most of uh, most of the questions that I had about about the stuff that wasn't that wasn't covered in the news bits. We anybody who watched stuff on YouTube and the internet probably had a better knew more about it than I did. Mm. I was getting most of my news from uh, looking at my phone while standing in line uh, somewhere to get a coffee mm-hmm. or something at the event. So uh, you guys probably have got better news than anything I would have uh, th- that I could have reported on. So. So th- this uh, ep- this episode of Summercast, this is not an Iron Fist one. There's a reason it's called Summercast. The other big thing is, as we're recording this, Andy, San, Di- San Diego Comic-Con is on. And the news has just been pouring out. Yeah, and I mean, like, uh, we, we, I think we'll cover Marvel's, like, we'll, we'll go through some of the stuff and then we'll cover Marvel's announcements that they're making, because they're literally making announcements right now as we're recording. And there's some really cool things that we'll get into uh, after we've gone through some of the other things that are already announced today I, and earlier today and yesterday and the day before and through D23 and everything. I want to, I, I want because I know where you're going to be getting your source for a lot of this stuff. I want to give him a uh, shout out now. Big thanks to Tiger Claw for uh, putting all the stories up as they uh, appear. Uh, Tiger Claw is a major, uh, or is a regular over at allgames.com. He's my producer on Knuckleballer, actually. Um, and yeah, I know he's been, he's been, he's been a major contributor, I would say, to, to 42 and the B team and VGO and, uh, all games in, in general. So <laughs> he's, he's a busy, busy bunny. Yeah. Oh, I guess they just premiered a new trailer over at, Watch the brand new Marvel Studios Thor Ragnarok trailer that just debuted at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, that's that's uh, an unusual step for for Marvel because Marvel is usually quite kind of tight with these things, um, and they they'll usually like show the footage at Comic Con, and then you we usually have to wait a month or two. But this is like literally going up minutes after it's been shown at the at the actual show. Well, there there is one piece of news that we do need to mention from D twenty three. Yes. And that is that is my leaked footage that I was able to sneak <laughs> out of uh, D23 with an exclusive scene from Thor that you will not see anywhere else. Well, except on my <laughs> Facebook page as well. But um, you need to go over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast because we do have an exclusive scene from Thor Ragnarok over there. Yep. That was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I got, I, I, I had to stand in line." That, that was only about a half hour line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's worth it. hundred <laughs> percent. It's like, oh, I gotta do this. I gotta do this for Shieldcast. It actually looks like pretty good as well. It, like it, the way it's put together, looks like pretty good. I think they would have let me do a retake mm. if I wanted to. Because I wanted, because you can't see me doing the roar that I was doing because my head's down. Mm. Mm. But but yeah, really really funny. Yeah, I mean, definitely everybody go and check that out. It's hilarious. So all right, so let's get into some news, Andy. Yeah, so we do we do have some news. Um, 
there, there was a couple of things from uh, D23 that were announced, like uh, with regards to video games. Um, the Marvel Games did announce that they're making a VR game, which is, I, I, I don't know if you saw this because you'd have been busy at the convention mm-hmm. and whatnot, but they announced that they're making a VR game where yep. you can play as the Hulk, Rocket, and I believe it was Captain Marvel was the other one. Yeah. And obviously you play in first person mode and you, uh, you utilize the character's powers. So like Rocket's got guns and Captain Marvel has like uh, kind of beams sort of she shoots out her hands and Hulk smashes, <laughs> as you do. Uh, but they've, they've come out and said that this is going to be like essentially a full game. Yeah. So it's not like, you know how like a lot of VR games are like experiences. Uh, but they've said that, no, this is actually going to be like a full game. I would assume it's a game, like a full game split over like the three segments with the three different characters. But uh, cool that they're supporting VR stuff and like who doesn't want to smash things as the Hulk? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's interesting. Uh, but hope, hopefully they get the shooting mechanics and stuff like that uh, down nicely and they get it all, they get it out on all the platforms so that everyone can play it. Yeah, um, two of the games that I think are the best uh, VR games on the Oculus Rift. Um would be uh was oh super hot hmm. and then uh something robots rebel robots something like that uh, and, i know they give me mean yet and yeah and uh where you get to do you know your basic the nice thing is you get to uh rip the heads off of robots and like rip their arms off and then beat them with their arms and you're act, you know because you have the hand uh the oculus touch controllers which are the two one in each hand uh you're actually doing you know you're actually like holding the arm and smashing somebody with it and it's a blast so if yeah. they can do that with vr uh that will be cool and i guess they just debuted a awesome thor ragnarok poster over at hall h which i put in our chat for you to look at yeah so that is, <laughs> that's that's a cool poster like i want like that that movie that movie does look so good i'd like they're, that like they're for doing my... it all yeah for the studio i, <laughs> want, that, I want that for my uh wallpaper on my phone <laughs> which isn't here right now um <laughs> but yeah okay so keep going so um i, I don't know that there was anything else much else really from uh, from D23 um, most of the other stuff was kind of like just your Disney stuff and other Disney games and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, that was kind of main Mar- Marvel thing that I wanted to talk about um, okay but aside from that obviously as uh, Comic Con's on just now and over the last couple of days there's been a, there has been a few things announced so first of all uh, Iron Fist Season 2 has been confirmed I thought it was confirmed already but apparently not no but it is confirmed, uh, along with Daredevil Season 3, which, again, I thought like was confirmed already, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. Um, yeah. Has... Yes, that had been... F- yeah, because you had that... Wasn't that the Subway teaser? Yeah, I can't remember. But but anyway, like uh, Je- Jeff Loeb's officially confirmed Daredevil Season 3 and Iron Fist Season 2. Um, they've also, they've also uh, noted that it looks like uh, Misty Knight and Colleen Wing are going to team up in Iron Fist Season 2. To form the Daughters of the Dragon, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. They uh, and they also uh, they are well. Maybe this way you're, they've changed showrunners. 
Yeah, they've, they've changed showrunners to uh, Raven Metzner is going to be the showrunner for Iron Fist Season 2, who was previously on Sleepy Hollow and Fallen Skies. Now, I haven't seen any Sleepy Hollow, but Fallen Skies was a really good show. Yeah, it was decent. I watched, I think, the first season or two. Yeah. But, but I mean, we, we've spoken a little bit about Iron Fist in mm. our Iron Fist episode so far. and uh, I mean, it's, it's a decent show, but it's it's probably it's definitely not as good as Daredevil, or probably not Jessica Jones either. No. Uh, they did also show off a new, no, like a new kind of teaser trailer for uh, the Punisher, but that's uh, not been shown to the to the world yet. <laughs> that's just for, just for Comic Con for the moment. They also did show. Uh, I guess if you went to the Marvel panel or some panel. You got to see the whole first episode of the Defenders. Oh, cool! Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not not long till that comes out now. Uh, no. Eighteenth of August, I think they said it was. So three that's weeks. like like three weeks away. I can't believe that's so soon. I thought that was still a couple of months away. So yeah, we're we're never gonna finish uh, the House of Dojo before that comes out. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> now, I, did you just uh, backing up a little bit? Uh, on the VR games, did you end up getting a PlayStation 4 uh, VR set? I have not picked one up as of yet. Um, I I picked up the Switch instead of, of getting mm-hmm. that. But I mean, it's it's going to be on the cards at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of waiting for like some game to come out that I'm like I really have to buy that like to play this game. I thought it was going to be Farpoint, but it, it it apparently wasn't actually that good. So because I ha- I haven't sat down to try it out uh yet but they did come out with a spider-man homecoming virtual reality experience on yep. uh on the rift which i'll have to try at some point yeah that's that is on playstation vr as well okay so it is over there yeah yeah it definitely is i can't remember what the pricing and one all of it is but free. i think it's quite short oh is it free okay free. Well, well that's fine <laughs> cool. yeah. i think it's like it's kind of like an advert for the yeah for the movie but i mean free is is a good price so yeah check, check that out and let us know what you think all right so yeah i was just seeing if the they had anything on the the marvel game over on um oculus and no not yet um okay so other other news that we've uh that we've got um the Inhum- Inhumans we know is coming, and we have we've kind of spoken about uh, it, about the fact that it's going to be the Inhumans and how that's going to tie into Agents of Shield. And like we know, the Inhumans have been around now in Shield for several years, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, what season two they introduced Inhumans? Yep. Yeah, so so that's like two two or three years now. Um, so and the the public knows about them in the MCU uh, as we can see by the press conferences and uh, Jeffrey Mace being the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. and whatnot and we've we kind of speculated about there potentially being a crossover and it didn't look as if it was going to happen but it has been confirmed now that there will be some kind of crossover between Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. which is excellent and is exactly what we wanted mm-hmm. I, uh, have, I have a feeling that was something ABC demanded I don't mm-hmm. think it was originally planned, and I think 
you know, ABC or yeah, ABC probably said if we're bringing back Shield, you have to uh, cross over and synchronize <laughs> with Inhumans because mm. you know we need both. Sh- that that would help both shows. Um, the only thing is where the Arrowverse has all the shows on at the same time on concurrently. Um, Marvel is going to do them consecutively where Inhumans is only eight episodes and then S.H.I.E.L.D. comes on in January in in uh, the Inhumans time slot. Mm. So, Which, I mean, I don't really mind that because like, I think with the with the DC ones, the, the, certainly the problem that I had with it was there was just too many things to follow at the one time. True. And I, I, was only, I was only really following along like week to week with The Flash. And I was missing out on things because, like, I wasn't watching Arrow and mm. Supergirl and all that. And I'm now, like, I've now got caught up with Arrow and I'm getting caught up with Supergirl and I'll get to Legends one day. So, like, <laughs> there's all these episodes where, like, I, and because I'm watching it months after I've watched that episode of The Flash that was relevant to the episode, like, sometimes an episode will just pop in and I'm like, okay, right, this must be, like, an episode blah, blah, blah of The Flash when this thing happened. Like, that must be the sort of finale of that you know which is a bit confusing watching that way and it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for those shows when you watch them just that one show you have to kind of watch all of them to mm-hmm. get the to understand what's going on and if you don't you you're definitely missing a lot of things um but with doing it concurrently like marvel is doing then presumably the ties will be like more kind of cameo type ties rather than like oh you have to be watching both shows to understand what's going on here well, the thing, my problem with things like that, and I, I know you usually tend to disagree with me, is if it's something from the Inhumans that was three or four months ago, will I remember it when they reference it in uh, S.H.I.E.L.D.? True, true. But, I mean, if they have, like, I think the way that it sounds like, it sounds more like they're doing actual, like, proper crossovers, and certainly the, uh, the rumor is that apparently they are going to be doing, like, an actual full crossover episode, of some kind so whether I, I would say that the most logical way to do that is to have uh daisy and say yo-yo or any other inhumans that happen to be on the team at the time go and visit like the mm. uh the inhuman royal family here's the problem with that it's not uh if, if they do that it's going to have to be in shield because mm. right now uh, as far as we know, uh, our team of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents is in, is captured in space somewhere. So They may have been captured by Inhumans. Could be. <laughs> like, I mean, they might be on their way to the moon right now. We don't know. So I'm, I'm thinking well, it'll be interesting to see how and where this crossover occurs. I think it's going to be during the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I think I think we could see somebody crop up, like one character, maybe like Daisy or Coulson crop up in, in Humans, just as a kind of way to segue that to happen. I, I would I would usually agree with you. Actually, no, I wouldn't mm. agree with you, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's what makes this show so much fun. But um, <laughs> the problem with that, Andy, is right now they're in space. There, how how do you how do you get them 
how do you explain them being off the off the the how how do you get them off the spaceship to go hang out with the inhumans? Yeah, well, I mean, right now we only saw Coulson in space. We didn't see anyone else in space, so true. But but again, I, I do I do see your point, and like uh, the, the last we did see them was essentially them being captured in a diner and Coulson in space. So we don't know where any other people are, but I think to actually have one of them in the Inhuman show would be like you'd have to explain how they got there. Yes, because if you, if one of them just happens to show up and it's just like there, you're like, well, why, like, why are they there and how did they get there from? this point uh, like where shield ended which i think is probably going to be they i don't think they would like not waste their airtime on that but i don't think they would use their uh short minutes of of mm-hmm. uh, the inhuman show on that rather than developing their inhumans characters so i don't know but we could see something or we could see just them being on off and seeing like the news reports of like daisy and uh, yo-yo and whatnot doing mm-hmm. bits and pieces I think that's more where the the time will be with in the Inhuman show. They'll they'll know about the Inhumans and they might. I, I would say that they'll definitely speak about the Inhumans being around and the the fish oil stuff. Yeah, like they need to speak, they need to speak about that and and the fact that there are all these and new Inhumans popping up on Earth and maybe they go to Earth to uh, to like try and recruit some or like deal with bad ones or or whatever. Uh, could be. Could be to do with that. I mean, they could use it as the whole central arc of the storyline if they wanted. True. But we'll need to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But I mean, from they, they did release a new trailer for it. I didn't get to see it. Did Did you catch the new trailer? Yeah, I did. Um. Basically, uh, I know you have uh, what What's his name? Is it Maximus, his brother? Uh, you know, saying, look, eventually they're going to find us here. Mm-hmm. And then it shows them going down to Earth, and uh, it shows Lockjaw. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, it looks like Black Bolt is going to get into some type of fight or beef with somebody, and Lockjaw teleports him away before he can punch mm-hmm. somebody. <laughs> um, it shows kind of Lock, uh, Black Bolt's powers to an extent. It's not a full-on scream, but he's kind of like murmuring and things are starting to shake and things like that. And they did show uh, Medusa's hair. Yep. I mean, the CG looks not bad. Like, it's hard to it's hard to really, like, say fully from, like, a, just a sort of trailers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, looks, it looks like it'll be passable. I think we need to wait and see how that pans out in the course of the show as to, like, if her hair is always CG. You know, and how realistic that looks. Andy, you know what this is, right? This is just a remake of Third Rock from the Sun. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a really interesting one for them to do, and I'll, I'll be very curious to see if it's good or not. Because it's one of those ones that could really go either way. It could either... I mean, I mean, especially that first trailer didn't look totally great. Um, so it could either... It could either go the total opposite way and be amazing... Or it could just stay at that. Yeah, it's it's not that good. Yeah, it'll... The jury's out. You know, I think 
I think Marvel need, might need to start slowing it down. I think they might hmm. have a little too much. They're they're growing faster. They're they're putting out more product than they can support at this point to an extent. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the first the first Daredevil has been stellar for both seasons. Jessica Jones was fantastic. Yep. Shield was great, um, or is great. And this season was actually probably one of their strongest yet. Um. Hmm. But we have seen Luke Cage was kind of meh. You you and I weren't big fans of it. And while, I mean, while we both enjoyed uh, Iron Fist, we also acknowledge that it has a lot of flaws. Yep. So is it that, you know, are they just taking on too much? I mean, you're, you're doing... Uh, basic. I mean, in this series, the fact that two of the episodes are IMAX specific means that um, uh, you know, there's a lot of production involved. There's a lot of cost, especially in those two episodes, because you you are yeah. making an epic IMAX experience. You would imagine IMAX is fitting part of the build, though, for that. Well, I'm sure they're footing the, the bill, but you, mm. you still need quality people to make the show. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, so I'm a little uh, concerned, you know, because right now, let's see, you have uh, in production or are probably all in production at the same time. You had S.H.I.E.L.D., you had Inhumans, you had Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther, or, or probably Black Panther and, um, well, you probably had at least two Marvel movies uh, in various states of production at the same time. Mm. Uh, probably more than that. Yeah, and you have The Punisher, because the or, uh, what Jessica Jones Season 2 is filming now, Punisher is mm-hmm. in the can. Defenders is in the can. Uh, you went from having about two projects on your plate, maybe three, we'll throw a movie in there, to having a six or seven. Hmm. And, you know, I, I guess I, I, I guess I have to start reading Variety looking for the now hiring at Marvel ads so I can get a job <laughs> over there. You yeah. know, I, I, I came up with the perfect Disney job for me while okay. I was there. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going I'm going to get a job, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna put on the Howard the Duck costume, and I'm just gonna mm-hmm. go around the park groping milfs. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> have good work. I uh, you Maybe know a few lawsuits involved, but yeah, you know, just go around and start groping the milfs. Keep the keep the nasty little kids away from me. Who would have want a picture of Howard grabbing your tits? <laughs> or giving you a, a, a smack on the ass? <laughs> I, I feel there's a few people that wouldn't want that. If you want your picture with Howard, you got You know what you're in for. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to have to pay for that as well. Yes, you are. 50 bucks. <laughs> for, yeah, I think it's $35 for a glossy 8x10. 
<laughs> bargain. Absolute bargain. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, what else? Uh, okay, back to the news. Okay, yeah. So, uh, all right, we spoke about that. I'm first thing. That's fine. Um, okay, well, I guess the other thing is like the the Marvel panel that's been going on right now because the, there's some big big announcements here that we need to get into. <laughs> all right. You know. I don't know if you've if you've seen any of these yet, Chip. So these might be some of these might be new to you, because this has likely been happening whilst we've been uh, whilst we've been recording here. So um, it, they had the Marvel panel tonight, and they've announced quite a few interesting details about some of the movies that are upcoming. Uh, first of all, Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, Marvel is apparently in talks with Michelle Pfeiffer to play Janet Van Dyne. That works. Totally works in the right sort of kind of age bracket ish for uh, going alongside Michael Douglas. Yep, she still looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she has, she's aged well. Um, she might have aged better um, than Aunt Milf. Yeah, <laughs> they also announced. Uh, I think we knew already that uh, Bill Foster was going to be in it as Goliath. Yeah, I know. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be uh, like Goliath the superhero in it but he's certainly going to be in it as like the doctor and again don't know whether this is going to be in like the flashback type stuff so like with janet and and hank or if this is going to be in the modern day alongside paul rudd and uh evangeline lily now they've announced who's playing goliath though right as well i don't know if you saw this chip but he's going to be played by Lawrence fishbone yes i did see that and that's an yeah. excellent that's an excellent, uh, uh, yeah, casting move. A hundred percent. The uh, that that's a great casting move. Obviously, Lance Fishburne, best known as Morpheus from the Matrix, uh, phenomenal actor. Uh, what if did, I, I told I, you? Isn't that the line from the Matrix? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, take the blue pill. Um, but but yeah, he he also did a really phenomenal stint on a CSI, which is. is a, very underrated. He was the kind of the kind of head CSI for a uh, for a couple of seasons and that, and was really good in it. Um, okay, moving on to Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Now, this probably has the, the biggest one of what I've seen so far. And I, again, I don't know if if you've uh, seen this yet, Chip. But I'm uh, scrolling Samuel Facebook Jackson. as yeah. I, as we talk. Okay. So I, I'm going. Th- I'm actually getting this from uh, Newsarama.com, who did have done like a live blog of the. Uh, of the whole Marvel panel here, so I've, I've been going through that. Um, so Samuel, I gotta Jackson say, Tiger has, Claw is slacking. Yep, yep, these missed a good few announcements here. <laughs> um, oh, uh, sorry, the in, in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, there's a character going to be in it called the Ghost, and it's going to be played by Hannah John Kamen. Now, the Ghost, I don't know the Ghost. I want. No, that's the wrong uh, book. Obviously not Ghost Rider, yeah. but but anyway, the Ghost is going to be played by Hand John Kamen. Um, anyway, moving on to Captain Marvel. As we knew, Samuel Jackson confirmed to be returning as Nick Fury in Captain Marvel. Uh, they've also said that some of the movie is going to take place in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. So Nick Fury's not going to have his eye patch on in that. Right. Yeah, I'm catching up as you uh, <laughs> with you here. Yeah. So well, that's that's uh, cool. That's really that's really cool. Um, they've 
also said, and now this is probably the biggest sort of announcement of this, um, of certainly of what I've seen so far. So they've announced the villain for uh, Captain Marvel. Okay, it's not the scrolls. The, villain. the villains, yes, it's going to be the scrolls. Oh, I thought you had already said that. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> but, but yeah, so uh, scrolls are in the MCU now, confirmed for the first time. Again, we don't know quite how the what deals Marvel have done behind the scenes to get them in. But we had speculated that they might be able to come in because uh, we believe that it's only the Super Scroll that is owned by Fox and the Scrolls are sort of a shared package deal. Um, but uh, Kevin Feige apparently said that he was glad that he can say the word Scrolls to the <laughs> to the to the uh, to the audience. So yeah, Scrolls are the the villains for Captain Marvel, which is makes sense because it's the whole kind of cosmic thing. Uh, I still want to see the like. Kree scroll war and most of all i want to see like secret invasion like that that is one of my favorite mm-hmm. like crossover events I, I don't i don't know that you've you've read it chip but no like i for, heard, i know of me, it yeah but for me it's like right up there with civil war like civil war is excellent and I, to be honest i probably prefer secret invasion it's a phenomenal phenomenal comic um and all the tie-ins and everything like that as well uh, the, I, like we mentioned, they showed off the Thor Ragnarok trailer and dropped it online whilst we were on air as well. And I, I did have a, a watch of it whilst we were talking, and it looks cool. They they showed off Surtur for the first time. Yeah, I, I haven't he, had a chance to look at it yet. He, he looks like a Balrog, <laughs> like from Lord of the Rings, essentially. Okay. Wait, which is cool. Like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> And it shows you like Hulk kind of going to fight him, and there's a there's a lot of Hulk in this in this trailer, and I would assume in the movie as well. Um, they they did say that uh, there's going to be a whilst they're on Sakaar, uh, pretty much Hulk is refusing to turn back into Banner. I I like that idea. Yeah, definitely, and and there is like I, I didn't watch it with sound on, so I'm not exactly sure what was said, but there was a scene where like. Thor and Hulk are just sitting and talking, and Hulk is like conversing back. So I, like, Hulk is kind of smarter Hulk than what we've seen. Okay, so more of a Miss Joe fix it. I I believe so, but again, like like I said, I didn't watch it with sound, so. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm just scrolling down the the feed here because we've. Like like I said, the trailer, the trailer looks great. I definitely I go and check it out. Um, okay, moving on to Black Panther. Uh, they've said that Black Panther begins basically just after Civil War finishes. However, uh, it's been confirmed that uh, the Winter Soldier not going to be in Black Panther at all. Who is it? The Winter Soldier, he's oh, okay. not going to be in Black Panther okay. at all. He, he won't be seen again till uh, till Infinity War. Infinity War, yes. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name of the movie there. I'm like Avengers Infinity War. That that sounds right. Yeah. So he's not going to be in uh, that movie at all, which is surprising because like he was there in Wakanda right at the end of Civil War, and you're like, okay, well, why is he not showing up in the movie? Like that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But anyway, he's uh. He's not going to be that. 
Uh, and they, they did show that post. That post is so good for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is an amazing poster. Wow. <laughs> but but yeah, it looks cool. Um, Andy Serkis has been uh, was talking as well and said that his uh, character's arm is going to be replaced in some way, which we would assume is uh, with the sort of sound gun. So yeah. that's uh, he plays Jules' claw, and we we can assume that he's going to get this sort of sound gun thing that he has in in the comic books, or some variation of it that looks a bit less silly. Uh, they showed a new a new Black Panther trailer as well, which again didn't get didn't get shown off uh, to the to the to the outside world as of yet, but apparently good. Uh, they also showed uh, Infinity War footage. Yeah, and again, at the we end. didn't get to see that. We didn't get to see that. Well, give it time. Yeah, yeah. We will we will see it at some point, but uh, I do uh, I, I look forward to seeing that. Apparently, in in this though, they showed uh, that Black Widow has blonde hair in the hmm. movie. That's interesting. But apparently, it was basically the same trailer from D twenty three, which I don't you didn't see it at D twenty three, did you? See what? The the trailer for Inf- Infinity War. Oh hell no! You couldn't get near the booth. <laughs> no. uh, but, that, but yeah, that was the one where they capped the line at four thirty in the morning, Andy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I I'm dedicated. I'm not that dedicated. I need my sleep, man. I'm old. But yeah, for her, for her going blonde, I mean, there is a blonde black widow in the in the comic books. It's Yelena, I think, is the. Her name, I can't remember her second name, but I mean, she's in Puzzle Quest. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can look her name up. <laughs> that, that, other, that other Black yep. Widow. <laughs> so, alright, what else? I, I mean, that's that's pretty much it without like going through the actual descriptions of the footage. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the biggest announcement there is like the scrolls and the MCU. Like, yeah, that's that's, cool. that's huge. Um, they had a work. They must have worked out some type of deal I, I, with Fox. I mean, because that is part of the Fantastic Four package, pretty much in some regard, at least. Anyway, so um, that is going to make for an interesting. Uh, uh, storyline and it's Yelena Belova. Yeah, that's it. So, um, I yeah, I'm, I'm trying to read, uh, trying to read some of this while while talking to you because I, I sent you the link. Marvel Live had a live tweet going too. Okay. Um, Something about the Enchanted Tiki Room, which is another Disney uh, attraction. It's mm. one of the oldest Disney attra- attractions at Disneyland. I think it's an original from when it opened, and it's a a bunch of animatronic birds singing. 
and I okay. I it, the music is catchy. I always go and wa- I always go there and watch it. It's air conditioned, um, mm. and it, it's just it, it's just kind of a cool '50s thing to do. I mean, one of the things we did do at Disney was uh, we tried to a lot of times you know rides disappear from Disney, you know after years mm. and like the. Mm. They'll take rides away and replace them. And one of the original rides uh, was had been taken from Disney World, which was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and they still had it uh, the ride at California. So we made sure to watch it, or made made sure to jump on it. But Thanks. yes, I don't know. Also, I see a tweet about uh, the, his renderings for the Enchanted Tiki Room, and it's like, oh, that's that's a, a an attraction at Disneyland. Actually, at both, <laughs> but all right. Uh, any other n- news that we wanted to touch on here? I mean, um, anything else? Anything else? I think um, is probably from Twitter. Okay, that we've uh, that people have posted on Twitter boards. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So why don't we get into the tweets? Because we have the best twi- Twitter followers in the world. They always... Just... Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of news. I just wanted to touch back on like the, the this Cap- Captain Marvel being set in the 90s. Do you think that's the whole the, going to be like a good chunk of the movie? Like, So if Captain Marvel is like set in the 90s, do you think Cap- like Captain Marvel is going to have, have her powers and whatnot in the 90s? No, that's going to be her origin story. But but yeah, so I mean, she will have been around for like thirty years at this point. Wow, is the nineties that old? So that would put her in her fifties. Yeah, I mean, I don't quite no, know how that's no, going to no, work no, no. out. Like, I mean, they said it's going to be set early nineties. So if let's let's say she let's say if they have her as a young girl even in the 90s and getting her pills and stuff like that. Say she would be 15 then in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, I was, was going like to put her at 20. odd now? How old is, uh, how old is uh, Brie Larson, I guess, the actress that's playing her? Right. She's not that old. She's, tw- she's 27, so. Yeah. And why would you cast a 27-year-old? Maybe... It'll be something with her mother, or could be, or, or maybe it's know, May's mom, or it'll be something with Fury and Submission that starts off in the nineties, and mm. you know now uh, some you know so, something that started in the nineties uh, comes to fruition now. The, oh, oh! I just had an amazing thought, Uh-oh. right? Because it's set in because it's set in the nineties. Right, and we know like Fury's in it, and he's got both his eyes and whatnot. Do do you think that Coulson could show up in this <laughs> in the nineties segment? Because in that time, in the timeline, like he's a hundred percent alive there. Yeah, Coulson's in. He's got to be in. <laughs> he's got to be in. I'll, 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 the movie's the movie's dead to me if he's not in it. <laughs> It's not really, but but how cool would that be? That like would if be they, sweet if they bring back Coulson, even just for like a wee cameo as like a 
uh, as like a shield intern. Like remember, because like his backstory is essentially that he did so much research on shield that they had to hire him. Yeah. So if you show him, even if it's not like Clark Gregg playing him, even if you show him as like a younger, younger man, like doing all this research on Shield, like in his bedroom, and like finding out stuff, and then having mm-hmm. to team up with Fury. Ah, oh, like I just want to see that movie now. The young Coulson and Nick Fury team up movie. Fuck Captain Marvel. She can go away. I just want to see Fury and Coulson team up. <laughs> That's what you do in the movie. Captain Marvel can be the after credits at the end. <laughs> Um, that would, I mean, could it happen? Maybe. I don't think so. I think a cameo could happen, though. Yeah. And by the way, if you Google that poster, you can find it for your, uh, wallpaper. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I would, uh. That that would be a, that would be a nice way to connect. Keep keep Phil relevant. Apparently, I was reading through this that Deadpool kills Coulson in a recent issue. Oh, wow. somewhere in the Marvel Live tweet in uh, what whatever's storylines going on right now. Hmm. Um. All right. What else we got here? Um. Yeah. So basically, tweets after that. All right, uh, let's see what we got here. Let's see. Uh, wow. Let me, let me uh, do something here. I got too many that aren't from our listeners. Here we go. We don't care yeah. about this stuff on Twitter. We care about our listeners. <laughs> Walter Goggins is also joining uh, the cast of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, who's he playing? Any they idea? don't. They don't say. Hmm. Uh, Tim Hernandez, of course, as always, has a bunch of stuff. Avengers: uh, Infinity War and Elizabeth Olsen talk Vision's fate and Civil War. I'm only getting pictures. I'm not getting the articles. Um, let's see what we got here. Among the many. Uh, Fallout. Olsen explained Wanda will not hold any ill will towards her Avengers teammates despite the events of the Civil War. Uh, They have more important matters to deal with than old grievances. Mm. Um, That there are bigger fish to fry. Well, yeah. I think as soon as Thanos... And does the fray like all all past uh, grievances will be essentially forgotten? Like, okay, they need to team up for the greater good, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and Paul Bettany says he's not, you know, they asked, Does Vision's Infinity Stone keep him alive in Avengers Infinity War? Uh, and Paul Bettany questions that it may not. Hmm. That's very vague. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mark Hamill wanted to play the Vulture in Spider-Man. He would have been a good Vulture. He would have been good. I, I think that they should get him in at some point to play somebody. Because 
he's a he's actually a phenomenal actor, and mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of a shame that he's been like. I mean, his career's almost been ruined by being Luke Skywalker. Like when you see him in other things, because um, I mean, he was in The Flash as a trickster, and he was amazing in it. And uh, like he obviously does the voice of the Joker as well in the Batman games and the, the cartoons and whatnot. And he's outstanding as that. So if Marvel should hook him up to be a villain, he could be almost any villain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill would be a great addition to uh, the Marvel Universe. I was about to say the, to the Disney Universe, but he's already in there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there was so much news in the last few weeks. Uh, we're, I'm just we're we're kind of overdosing here. Um, hang on, I gotta get rid of this. Um, Don Cheadle says War Machine will be in, in in Infinity War, and that he will be augmented so that he's not just laying on a a gurney the entire time. Yeah, well, I mean, we saw him kind of getting his getting back on his feet at least a little bit. And uh, at the end of Civil War, so uh, now it's interesting that he says augmented because I, I don't know if you've followed much of the storyline of War Machine in in the comic books, but he does end up like losing limbs and stuff, and ending up he kind of ends up a bit more like Cyborg from DC. So he ends up with like prosthetic limb, like essentially prosthetic limbs and uh, mm-hmm. like robot and cyborg type parts, kind of like a de- a Deathlock almost, or a cyborg, or a cyborg. Yeah. But obviously, still with the the suit of armor and all the weapons and stuff like that, uh, a real badass as well. Like uh, if if you ever read any of his comic books, like he is, a, he's a badass, absolute badass. Because um, he ends up like being like a, a real like army commander, and he's got his own battalion and stuff like that. So uh, worth worth reading because they're really good, strong comic books. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that. I mean. I, I read early War Machine. Hmm. So this is like, say, within the last five years or so. I don't know what his current continuity is. Like, it's kind of hard to work out after they changed the, the universe. So Tim Hernandez asked a question here, and I don't understand it. And maybe it would hmm. I would read if I read the article he's linking to. But it's Heroic Hollywood says the Flash uh, Elongated Man will reportedly join Season 4. Which I know usually isn't. uh, We're going, we're switching universes here. We're going across the universe for a minute. But his question is, then why can't Marvel do Mr. Fantastic if they got the rights? They don't I think what he's referencing there is like we we've spoken on a number of occasions about like them doing a Fantastic Four TV show, mm. and and always a reason for them not being able to do it is that it would be too expensive on the CG budget to have things like Mr. Fantastic's powers shown off every week. Uh, but he's obviously saying like, oh look, DC can do it, and they're doing it in Flash with Elongated Man. Um, so why can't Marvel do it with? Uh, with Mr. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I, I think okay. that that's what that's what he probably means. He okay. can correct us if I'm wrong, but I, that's what I would guess. But right. um, I, I would guess that Elongated Man's probably going to be in the odd episode here and there, and he's not going to be like one of the main characters of the show. Like he's not. It's not called the Elongated Man TV show. 
Whereas, like, if it was a Fantastic Four TV show, like, like Mr. Fantastic is the main guy. Reed Richards is, he's the main character of that show. He has to be. <laughs> okay, uh, the interesting part of the breakdown for Elongated Man is that whoever ends up playing him would have a series regular option for season five. Hmm. So that would probably mean he'd join Team Flash in some regard. But, but, I mean, still, he's not, like, the main character. Right. But he'd be part of Team Flash. Yeah. That's cool, though. Like, yeah. um, Elon Gateman's, like, he's kind of a... He's, like, almost a knockoff, like, Mr. Fantastic, though. Yeah, but he's goofier. Like, he's goofier, yeah, definitely. I mean, I always did like playing as him in the, uh, in the uh, Batman games. Like the Lego Batman games, they always did interesting things with Elongated Man. He looks so silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one here, five reasons to be excited by the Punisher. I don't want to really get into that. Um, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie tease New Avengers versus Old Avengers. I heard a little bit about this. That'll be interesting to see if they have like some kind of battle or uh, well, but, I mean they kind of did that in Civil War already. They but I mean they could did. certainly have they could certainly have some sort of training battle. They could do it that way. Uh, here's one. Uh, James Gunn has gone on record saying that uh, Phase Four is not going to be a reboot. Okay. That's good. We need to keep the con- the continuity such as it is on uh, ongoing. Yep. Uh, the the continuity needs some work though. After uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Well, I had heard uh, the next Spider Man movie takes takes place minutes after Avengers Four. Yeah. Yes. Because Avengers three comes out next year, Avengers four, yes, and then uh, Spider Man that summer, and that so Spider Man uh, two is going to take take place minutes after uh, Aven- Avengers four. I mean, what what they should do with that, with it being so closely tied to that, is uh, I, I don't know if you ever read the original like Secret Wars back in the back in the day when. They had that whole crossover, and they all got taken away to Battle World and yeah. whatnot. And the original, they had, they had, yeah, the original one, yeah. And then, like, basically, the the second they came back was like when Spider Man's like a black suit Spider Man yeah. started. Yeah. Um, if they tied it into that, like, that would be cool. Now, we know that there is a Venom movie coming, so and we and apparently not in the MCU, so we don't quite know how that would play out, but. Uh, that's what they should do because we know Spider-Man is in space essentially or going to be in space of some sort facing off against Thanos so they, he could easily have gone to space and found the suit at some mm-hmm. point in Avengers 3 or 4 um, and then deal with the outcome of that in Spider-Man 2 which I think would be awesome don't know if they'll do that though so uh, a couple other things that uh, I wanted to mention. We never talked about um, that they actually casted uh, uh, Squirrel Girl. Oh, they did, didn't they? And it wasn't Anna Kendrick. No, no, it was not. <laughs> it's Her name's Melania Vanitrub, 
and I guess she had a rec- she's been an actress and you know on various shows as a guest appearance or guest star uh, from time to time. Uh, over here in the U.S., she would be best known as the perky AT&T sales girl in the AT&T commercials. Okay. Um, Her name is Lily. Yeah. Um, and I guess I think she had been on a couple like Law and & Order and things like that. And I guess she had a recurring role in last year's uh, hit show over here that I never saw, This Is Us. But she's playing uh, Squirrel Girl. And uh, we actually have a date for the premiere of Runaways. Okay, but but she's going to be in New Warriors. Yes, that's right. New War. Yeah, she's in New yeah. Warriors as Squir- Squirrel Girl. And we have a premiere date for uh, Runaways that was announced. I guess. Yeah, so I guess it went it went straight to series then. Yes, all these are straight to series. Uh, when's the when's the premiere date then for Runaways? November twenty first. Oh, nice! That's actually probably sooner than I thought it would be. So yeah, Thanksgiving week here. <laughs> they just want us to do more podcasts, don't they, Chip? <laughs> oh my god! You know, I'm I'm trying to think. You know, because we have uh, Defenders coming up in three weeks, so we're obviously not getting through Dojo, but that's fine. We have we're going to have time. I think um, before, you know, but you know, then defenders is out. Then we have inhumans coming uh, about, a, so which is about six weeks away now, although we can hold off on that until the end of September when, when uh, the series actually premieres on TV. Um, and we have a Spider-Man show to do somewhere in here. Mm-hmm. And we probably should think about doing an Inhuman show somewhere. Or did we yeah. do one? Did we uh, do uh, an Inhumans thing a couple of years you ago? You mean like a, a primer sort of thing? Yeah. I think we actually did, yeah. I think you're right. I think I think we did it when we found out that they were coming to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Too. We probably covered that already for so, the most part. And we still, we have, we eventually will have to talk about Aunt Milf the movie too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the the most interesting thing about talking about that movie is going to be the the continuity that it casts up and how it screws up the whole timeline of Marvel. We got a lot caught... to talk about on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I saw it at the what would it be last weekend now, uh, and it's a good movie. Like, recommend going to see it. But I'm kind of in the same boat as you as. Not definitely not my favorite of the MCU movies. Not in the top ten. No. Okay, we're we're both there. I'm gonna. I'm actually going to go and uh, suggest a different movie instead. Go mm-hmm. see Valerian. Okay. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's a little hokey. It's a little kitschy. Um, it's based on a 1967 comic book series, French comic book series, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the special effects and visual effects, and it's really one that probably should be seen in 3D. Um, you know, they say that it rivals Avatar. Okay, it, it nice. comes damn close 
to Avatar. I mean, the the it will just blow you away. But it also has that '60s color vibe to it to an extent. Um, I was what my one of my cousins was asking: Would it be appropriate to take or you know? She she doesn't care about the violence in movies or anything, but is there any mm. sex? You know, you know, mm. she, it's okay to show people killing each other, but you know, let's not teach them how to procreate just yet. <laughs> um, I always find that amusing, you know that. <laughs> but I don't have a kid, so. <laughs> you know, I think like it's one of those things where like kids kind of like they they just lose interest. And and that sort of stuff as well though, because I would I would say when when we were watching Spider Man Homecoming, like my 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 daughter was like totally like not interested in it when there was any kind of like romance like kissing scene in that she's like oh I don't want to see like she's kind of at that stage, whereas like when there's like battling and fighting she's like engrossed in it so it's kind of like the just the way kids are as well. I, I had a depending on age, obviously. I had a six-year-old, a twelve-year-old, and then my wife and myself. And the six-year-old really liked the movie. The twelve-year-old uh, thought it was a bit bore. It was with us that it was a bit on the boring side, and that that movie needed probably twenty minutes of editing. There's just too much uh, uh, Breakfast Club. Uh, <laughs> You know, I know they were going for the John Hughes style, but it just kind of ruins the movie to an extent. I don't know. I, I I was not a fan of Spider-Man. We'll get into that in a couple of weeks. We will we will give you time to go see that. But if for some reason you can't get in to see Spider-Man, I highly highly recommend uh, Valerian. Um, yes, I did doze off slightly, of course, a couple times. That's not- that's not a detriment to the movie, though. No. Always goes off. <laughs> I, I made it further than most movies this time. It, okay. it, it clocks in at like two hours, ten minutes. Um, but, uh, and I hear my wife laughing in the background. Yeah, she had to poke oh, me because oh, I started what? a store. I was snoring in the movie. Sort of like on your show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> but I forgot to the question. Do you think, do you think like it's a, it's a kid-appropriate movie? I would put it, uh, there is one fairly suggestive scene at the beginning, mm. uh, which is probably on par with uh, any James Bond scene uh, interaction with a female. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's uh, a little steamy, but mm. other than that, you know, I thought it was a fantastic, a fantastic movie. That's something... Um, I, I want it on Blu-ray. It, it, it's almost a reason for me to go out and buy a 4K TV. I'm not okay. buying a 4K TV, <laughs> but uh, if if I was, that would be the first movie I would get on it. Oh, nice. So, uh, and yeah, so, uh, but yeah, ch- uh, check that out. And we will be doing a spoiler cast on Spider-Man, probably the end of the summer. Um but we got to get through some uh, House of Dojos. I think that's it, Andy. Are we done here? I think we're done, yes. All right. Um, Andy, uh, when you're not having uh, steamy scenes, where can people find you? 
Oh, well, you can find me every Tuesday having very steamy scenes <laughs> for Valley on F42 Level 1. Uh, we broadcast live on allgames.com, 4.30 Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. And we talk about movies, TV shows, and mainly video games. Uh, you can find all our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, as well as allgames.com. Sometimes I just got to give you the softball to hit it out of the park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you can find me on Tuesdays nights as well with... On the B Team podcast with Ryan, Fred, and Eli, where we discuss video games, movies, and tech. Uh, we have a good time. Come check it out. Uh, you can catch me on Knuckleball Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, with once again Eli and Sean Freeman, where we discuss a whole bunch of stuff. This week it was just Sean and I, and uh, we had a good talk. We talked. We we talked Disney. He went to a and conventions because he he was uh, supposed to be hosting a panel at a convention that didn't work out, but he had media passes, so he had some good stories there. And well, you've kind of I I, I, I go, we discuss other things also. Uh, we get into the pin trading thing as well because I guess his kids are into it. Uh, but mm-hmm. check check out Knuckleballer Radio. And, uh, okay, that's it. We will be back next week. Next week will be a Chip and Andy's House of Dough Joe show. And I think we're going to try and do episodes four and five next week, Andy. Yeah. I think we got, I think we got, I think we got to try and double up. up. Yeah. And maybe cut down on the news for a week or so. But, uh, we will see you guys next week. And I don't care if, Chloe Bennett wants to have a steamy scene in the back seat. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys.
Thank you for calling the Guardians Hotline. Now strap on your jetpacks and head back to the stars with your favorite group of ragtag heroes. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is on digital August 8th, Blu-ray August 22nd, and new to 4K Ultra HD. To learn more, head to www.gotgjabs.com. And for a special message, press 1 now. I'm Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> 